statements made on the Dr. Peter DeVette Live radio show have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Products mentioned on the Dr. Peter DeVette Live radio show are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Information given by the host or co-host are the opinions of the speakers and are not intended as medical advice. Information on this show is not a substitute for medical advice and is strictly for educational purposes. Please seek the advice of your primary physician before starting anything new or following educational advice or opinions. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. It's time to find out about your health and get your medical questions answered. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Some of the topics we'll be discussing today include why America is facing a health care disaster, what the root causes are of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic paradigm, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness. And how to read your own body like a book. The most effective medicine is to invest in wellness and live a holistic lifestyle. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. DeVette. And welcome, everybody. Welcome to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. And uh, you're in the studio with me. Uh, Dr. DeVette is uh, <coughs> Susan Spence my everyday co-host, and we are glad to be with you today. We're going to talk about heart attacks and heart attack risk. So the title of today's show is Heart Attack, Are You at Risk? New Revolutionary Tests. So, uh, Susan, it's very exciting because we we can actually figure a lot of things out now before they happen, and one one of them is, is whether somebody is at risk for a heart attack. You know, isn't it... Much better to figure it out before they have an incident than when they've had a massive, you know, disruption of their heart function. Right. Uh, The older tests were not very specific. It would be the equivalent of like saying you draw blood and yes, there's a fire inside, but where is it? And the newer tests said, yeah, there's a fire inside and you will find it in the arterial wall. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And. But you know what's what's more more disturbing is that a lot of our tests that we did for so-called cardiac risk were bogus. You know, so you know, because we we're focused on the wrong uh, side of the equation, and you know, there's there's been a lot of inf- misinformation spread about what really puts us at risk for you know for heart attacks, and and now we're finally uh, figuring uh, that out. As a matter of fact, a lot of the treatments that we've been giving. For so-called heart disease risk, you know, have have actually, you know, when they have been effective, it's not been because they actually treated the risk factor that they thought they were supposed to treat, but because they were actually treating another risk factor that we later on found out, you know, was was significant. And all the treatments for uh, so-called heart attack risk that didn't uh, treat that that second factor actually have proven to be not be effective at all. But I wanted to, uh, you know, just again uh, frame. Uh, today's um, subject. You know, if you have uh, thought about the possibility of uh, being at risk for heart attacks, uh, this is the show you want to listen to. And you want to tell your friends and and family uh, about the show too, because um, I think they will learn some things that are so important uh, to know, especially if you have a family history of heart disease. If anybody in your family has had, you know, a heart attack or congestive heart failure. And for that matter, if you're a man, and you're over 50, 
you uh, definitely want to know this information. If you're a woman and you're menopausal, which means probably also uh, 50 or beyond, or if you're a woman that's had a hysterectomy and had an ovaries taken out, then you, you know, you go into premature menopause. And we now know that women are at just as much risk of heart attack as they age, especially after 60, 70. So women actually catch up with men by 60 and 70, you know, in terms of the risk of heart attack. I got three more years to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's really scary is that we're seeing heart attacks happening in younger and younger people. You know, so so in a lot of we even we've we've even seen heart attacks in teenagers. Can you believe that? That's yeah. incredible. Just like we see uh, type two diabetes, you know, adult onset diabetes now in our in our teenagers, and we <clears throat> see hypertension, you know, in our children, young children. So you know, these things are. Disturbing. I was reading an article yesterday, and it said that 80% of adults, they might not be categorized as having uh, diabetes yet, but their fasting blood sugar is higher than 88. Yeah, and, and, and you know, most people don't even know that that's not, not optimal. You know, they go to the doctor, they get a blood test, and you know, blood sugar is 99 and they think that's fine, but that's actually 11 points above optimal. You know, they go to the doctor and they get a cholesterol panel, and then the doctor puts them on a cholesterol drug because they have a high cholesterol. But regardless of the, what we now know, <clears throat> that cholesterol is really not a risk factor. And so that when I was talking about, you know, the non-existent risk factors that we've been treating <clears throat> and the ones that we've been missing, you know, cholesterol is is the one that I was was talking about. You know, so. You know, they've, you know, one of the statistics is that, that we now know is that half of people that die of heart attacks actually had cholesterols that were within normal limits. So it's 50-50 deal. You know, you can, you know if you're normal, you, you can have a heart attack. And if you're abnormal, you can have a heart attack. So it has no predictive value at all. I yeah. heard uh, Dr. Stephen Sinatra. He's a famous cardiologist that everybody knows about. And he says the same thing. <laughs> now, there's extremes. You know, if you have a cholesterol right. of 500, you right. know, maybe, but... There's something genetically wrong if it's yeah, 500. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but, you know, of course, then LDL has been the big thing now. So LDL, you know, the bad, so-called so -called bad cholesterol, which is really a misnomer because LDL is not even cholesterol. It's actually a lipoprotein, mm -hmm. so it's more protein than anything else. Uh, but LDL is actually critical mm -hmm. for optimal health. He, he yeah. said if the LDL is large, fluffy, and buoyant, and I forget, it probably has a scientific name. Floats. That he, does float. he doesn't even pay any attention to it because it's so critical for health that you actually, if you get it under 180, then you run a greater risk of a stroke event for that person. If it goes what? Below 180. Below 180. Yeah. Uh, the cholesterol, you mean? Yes. The cholesterol below 180. And yeah, LDL <clears throat> below, um, below 160 you know, is, is significant for uh, increasing the risk of uh, cancer, uh, the, the risk of impotence and, and sexual performance problems. So a man cannot make enough testosterone when he has a low LDL. And it's, it's pretty common now for, did I say 160, sorry, LDL uh, below, below 100. So, so if, you, if you drive the LDL into the ground, you have a much greater chance. And yet that's exactly what physicians are doing. Left and right, they're just treating that cholesterol, that LDL, until it's almost non-existent, and then they call it good. 
And while you're sitting there with no energy, you know, depressed as can be, no sexual function. Legs hurting. Left, <laughs> legs hurting, you know, and, you're, and the and doctor's saying, <laughs> yeah, shorter breath, and the doctor's saying, great, you know, mm. <laughs> you're doing well. And she, you see, you know, you're saying, well, this stinks. This doing well stinks. You know, I don't want this anymore. So. Well, this, this is another, another trivia I found out, too. Uh, he also says that cholesterol sulfate helps to thin your blood because it serves as a reservoir for electron donors, which keeps your blood buoyant, fluffy, separated. Uh, they call that uh, zeta potential when your blood is not clumping together. It actually helps thin your blood. That's fascinating, and and so and, and uh, Susan, you know when when we talk about cholesterol, cholesterol is absolutely critical for the function of cell membranes. So you cannot cannot have cell membranes that function if you don't have cholesterol in your system. So, you know the inner lining of the blood vessels. <clears throat> you actually need cholesterol as a repair kit. So that's the misnomer about plaque. That well, it's the cholesterol that caused you know the the plaque, no, stupid, it's the injury that caused the, 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 the plaque because the cholesterol is simply a response, you know, it's laid down in response to the injury pattern, which is caused by inflammation. inflammation. <laughs> so, <laughs> And it's just like, you know, if you were to cut your hand, uh, a blood clot is going to show up on the scene to help stop the bleeding, but the, the blood clot doesn't have anything to do with, you know, what happened to your hands? Just a protective mechanism that will the body is supposed to, under optimal conditions, you know, break it back down, liquefy it, and the thing heals, and you go on. But if you stay full of inflammation all the time and you never heal, then the injury, the inflammation is more and more and more and more. And we know that from the outside of the body. You know, if if you have an irritation or inflammation on the skin and it just keeps on staying there, you know, you eventually develop eczema or psoriasis or you know a uh, you know a wound that won't close, you know. So, so you know, it's it's common sense. We see that in the mouth, you know, with gingivitis. You know, if if the gums won't heal, if they keep bleeding and being inflamed, we know. By the way, there's a link between <clears throat> gingivitis and heart disease. So, mm-hmm. if if you have problems with your gums, much more likely to have, you know, eventual uh, problems with, uh, you know, with with cardiovascular problems. And there's other infections that also form part of that inflammation. So when we talk about inflammation of the blood vessels, you know, there's a series of viruses, including cytomegalovirus, the herpes viruses, herpes 1 and 2 uh, that we know of. Uh, There is Lyme disease. So one more thing that Lyme disease can do is, uh, you know, is inflame your blood vessels. And we know that about Helicobacter pylori. So Helicobacter... Uh, which causes stomach ulcers is that you know we found and discovered is is behind stomach ulcers not not uh, too much acid production, um, but that can get into the bloodstream and also contribute to inflammation so those those are a few of of the the culprits that we look for uh, when we have a patient that has had a heart attack or that has angina or has signs of inflammation <clears throat> so so Susan. You know, the, another thing to mention is is oxidized cholesterol. So, when we say cholesterol is not part of the problem, we need to make an exception and say oxidized oxidized cholesterol is, you know, a problem. And where, how do we? How does that happen? How do we get oxidized cholesterol? That's what I was going to ask you. Is it from inflammation, <laughs> uh, from prostaglandins, inflammatory cytokines, uh, all that kind of stuff? Well, number one, it's it's when you have overwhelming oxidation stress in the body. Number two, is when you when you eat oxidized cholesterol. How about that? Do you know you know how how you get oxidized cholesterol? 
you just brown that meat on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the quickest way is to, is to uh, scramble your eggs. So when you eat scrambled eggs, especially if it's dry scrambled, you know, any, or if you, you know, so well, we, we have to go to a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about oxidized cholesterol. We're going to talk about risk factors that we now can track <clears throat> to figure out if you're at risk of a heart attack. And we're also going to talk about solutions. What, what do you do if you know that a heart attack is coming? Is there something that you can do to turn that around? So, uh, folks, just hold on. You can go to our website uh, at shopqhi.com, shopqhi.com, our package specials on coronary artery disease, package specials on, on congestive heart failure, and more. We'll be right back after this break. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Familia, faith, identity, tradition. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramatica. So how do you coexist between the old-school ways of La Abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoda, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the WOW Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. My name's John Martin, and I'm the CEO of this radio station. Recently, I began a life-changing weight loss program under the supervision and care of Dr. Peter DeVette at QHI Wellness in Tyler, Texas. The program that Dr. DeVette put me on is called Beta HCG. Now, 97 days ago, I began the program, and as of today, I've lost a total of 63 pounds. <laughs> you heard me right, 63 pounds in just over 90 days. If you're out there suffering like I was from being overweight and just finally are ready to do something about it, then the days of those long-term yo-yo programs are over. You can finally take care of the problem for good. I personally recommend giving Dr. DeVette's clinic a call at 877-484-9735. That's QHI Wellness at 877-484-9735. Or go online at qhiwellness.com and change your life today. And oh, by the way, Tell them John Martin sent you. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I gotta... Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. 
And we're back. Uh, we thank you for listening to Dr. Peter Debate Live. Again, uh, me and uh, my co-host Susan Spence, a nurse practitioner. We work here together at QHI Wellness here in Tyler, Texas, where we practice the very best of natural medicine with the essentials of conventional medicine uh, for a healthier you. Uh, Susan, our motto uh, is the most cost-effective medicine is getting healthy. And it's disturbing when we see that, you know, after billions of dollars of care, billions of dollars of research, you know, we're still not any closer to a cure uh, for heart disease. As a matter of fact, Susan, you know, we are seeing a decreased incidence of heart attacks, but we're seeing an increased incidence of congestive heart failure. Mm. We're seeing an increased incidence of arrhythmias. And, uh, and by the way, one of the consequences of overtreating cholesterol is increased risk of both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, it's. I don't think people realize that you know the statin drugs can actually cause heart failure because it decreases the amount of energy that a cell can generate, and that people usually notice it first because their legs will ache and they just feel like they just can't take another step. They hurt so bad, but your heart is hurting really bad too. You know, every cell in your body's hurting bad. You just notice it in your legs, which you have to locomote you, and your heart, which has to pump. You know, pump every. You know every bit of oxygen you have right the, the heart can never stop you know you, your muscles you can rest and you know take take off uh, for a while you can sit in a chair you know <clears throat> but your heart if it stops then then you're a goner you know so so and that muscle is absolutely all your muscles critical uh, critically dependent on something called CoQ10 coenzyme Q10 which is part of that energy chain in the cell so the cell makes energy in part because uh, of the activity of CoQ10 and uh, in particular the ubiquinol form of it the, re- the reduced form of CoQ10 and um and having said this, by the way, it's, it's one of the reasons why it's so critical. If you are going to take a statin drug, if you're out there and you're listening to the show and you are, you've been prescribed statin drugs, never take a statin drug without uh, CoQ10. And if you're going to take CoQ10 in that scenario, you want to take the active form of it, ubiquinol, which is three times as potent because it doesn't have to be uh, reduced. You know, that's the term we use. You know, for um, the chemical change that has to be uh, take place, doesn't have to be reduced in the body. That means you don't have to donate an antioxidant that you could use somewhere else in your body. You don't have to donate it to the cheaper version of coenzyme Q10. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and you you have to take substantial doses. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not just little piddly doses. You you, uh, and that's one reason why uh, the drug companies have never promoted CoQ. Ten replacement. Even though the very first company that made a statin drug, this drug was called Mevacor, and and so the company that made it, pretty much, I think it was uh, Roche, if I'm not uh, mistaken, they could, they took out a patent to combine the statin drug with CoQ10, but they never um, exercised the patent because they didn't want to increase the cost, and they also didn't want anybody to know that they knew that it was going to mess up your CoQ10 levels. You know, so, and Susan, you know, there's another um, bit of misinformation that's been spread over the years, and that is that taking a statin drug will reduce your risk of death. Now, that is a fallacy. That is not true. Now, if you have a certain 
certain forms of cardiovascular disease. For instance, if you have a left main coronary artery uh, problem, if you, you know, so the same rules apply uh, with cholesterol drugs as do with, uh, you know, cardi- cardiac bypass surgery. There are certain dangerous, um, you know, narrowings in the blood vessels that do need to be addressed, you know, either through uh, <clears throat> maybe drug therapy or uh, through uh, bypass surgery. But what most people don't realize is that there's much, you know, there are healthy ways, health-promoting ways to reverse stenosis or narrowings in the blood vessels, to reverse plaque formation uh, in the blood vessels. We're going to talk about that. But um, but that's that's important to know. Also, remember, all of these risk factors also apply to stroke risk. So we meet, you know, or... Uh, peripheral vascular risk of so people that have pain in the legs when they w- walk, you know, a, a short or medium distance, and have to stop to, you know, to get you know, some rest uh, to get those legs to stop hurting. That's called um, leg angina. You know, so if you have leg angina, uh, then you most likely have a peripheral vascular disease. And so all the the strategies that we're talking about as far as treatment and diagnosis apply. To you know, to those conditions too, or uh, or carotid artery stenosis. If you have um, narrowing or blockage of the blood vessels that go through the neck to the brain, you know, <clears throat> same same things apply there. So, Susan, I want to talk about you know how to test for us. Now, we we know um, <clears throat> that. Oh, sorry, I, I was still also talking about um, you know the risk of death, the the fallacy that Statin drugs reduce your risk of death. And the, and the reason why I say that is in the very beginning when they first did the first studies on uh, cholesterol drugs, when they were still testing against placebo, you know, they, they don't test against placebo now anymore. Do you, do you know that? You, you cannot do a drug study, a placebo-controlled uh, drug study, unless it's completely a, a new drug, you know, that's treating a new disease. So... Why? <clears throat> because you have to, because it's supposed to be unethical not to treat somebody for something that they're sick with. So you can compare it with another drug. So for instance, cancer, if they do chemotherapy studies, they're comparing one chemotherapy with the traditional chemotherapy of the time. You know, and if they you know, bring a new drug to market, like a statin drug, they have to compare it to another statin drug that's already been approved. So, you know, so it's... it's um, you know, that's why we don't get accurate information anymore, uh, <clears throat> by and large. But the original studies that were done against placebo did not show a change in death rates. It only showed a change in heart attack rates. And, and you know, fatal heart attacks went down, but other causes of death went up. So, for instance, more people had accidents, more people committed suicide, more people <laughs> died of congestive heart failure, more people, you know, um, yeah, so... so you know, that's that's a little... Now, in fact, the other thing is, you know, people are not mostly followed long-term when they take these drugs. They're followed for six weeks. And the only reason why the drug company does the study is to prove that the drug lowers cholesterol. They're not really that interested in the long-term parameters. And uh, and as I said, you know, the studies that have shown any significant change have only looked at heart attack risk or risk, f- you know, of death from heart attacks. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You can even have an increased susceptibility to infection if cholesterol gets really low. You can have digestive problems because you can't make enough bile to digest 
uh, your fat in your diet. Uh, you can get um, um, dementia. Uh, just all sorts of things. Yeah, that's a, that's an important one. You know, we should, we have an epidemic of dementia in our country, <laughs> and nobody, but nobody is making the connection between the massive increase in the prescription of statin drugs and the fact that people are losing their minds that they can't remember. You know, you know what's really ironic, Susan? What is that? Very few physicians take statin drugs because <laughs> they know what happens. They know they turn stupid when they take That's them. Terrible. You know, and and so they don't take the very drugs that they prescribe to everybody else. It's the same with, you know, with with drugs for diabetes, drugs for hypertension. Uh, physicians don't take very good care of themselves, but it's not just because they're ignorant or turn a blind eye. It's because they 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 know the side effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want them. You know, so, so Susan, we're we're going to talk. Now about risk factors, how do we is really truly get a better handle on who's at risk for a heart attack? If cholesterol is not the issue, if LDL is overblown, then what, what are the risk factors? Um, inflammation. Uh, that can come from your teeth. Uh, it can come from a leaky gut. Um, if your iron level is too high, if you have too much uh, visceral fat, if triglycerides are high, which that points toward uh, diabetes or developing diabetes, uh, a fasting blood sugar, fasting insulin level, so uh, triglyceride high- HDL ratio, and HDL total cholesterol ratio. So if you're, uh, your insulin levels are high, if you suffer from hyperinsulinemia, then you're, you're in increased risk too. And that's, that's one that I just want to touch on because most people don't know about this, but... What is hyperinsulinemia related to? What what diseases you know are, are associated with hyperinsulinemia? Type two diabetes, right? And um, also hypertension, and you know high cholesterol is associated with high you know so, um, so and high triglycerides, especially high triglycerides, and I think uh, one thing that we've discovered in the research that we we've done you know, just uh, studying the literature is that uh, triglyceride HDL, HDL is the, you know, the abbreviation for good cholesterol, um, <clears throat> triglyceride HDL ratio is more important than cholesterol HDL ratio, which is the one that, uh, that we've normally mm-hmm. followed. Right. So, um, so insulin resistance is a huge part of so many of the chronic illnesses that we're dealing with today. Every, you know, again, everything from hypertension to you know, uh, heart attack to to uh, even cancer risk, and you know, obesity and all the things that obesity is related to, and uh, and on and on, even skin diseases like uh, psoriasis and uh, uh, and the like. So, uh, chronic yeast infections, another one that's associated with hyperinsulinemia, because what it means is your body's not responding to the insulin that's being manufactured. So we're going to go to another break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about the actual risk factors. How can you measure somebody's risk? And is there different tests that give us different uh, you know, insights into the real risk? We're going to uh, talk about that when we come back from this, uh, this break. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live 
Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Boost your life force and enhance your health today with Life Force Naturals. This product is a superb combination of all natural super green foods, berries and herbs that contain the entire spectrum of vitamins and minerals, and much, much more. Packed with chlorophyll, enzymes, vitamins, minerals, plant-based antioxidants, fiber, and a powerhouse of therapeutic herbal components, Life Force Naturals may also help you detox by optimizing liver, kidney, and gut function, giving you antioxidant protection, help reduce inflammation, help your immune system, your resistance against cancer, and your protection against heart disease. Life Force Naturals also has antifungal, antibacterial and antiviral properties life force naturals a cut above any commercially available multi-nutrient combination to order your bottle of life force naturals call 877-484-9735 that's 877-484-9735 or shop online at shophealthybody.com help your body get rid of disease causing inflammation today with flam away presented to you by devet wellness Flamaway is made up of a superb combination of inflammation-fighting herbs, including turmeric, ginger, boswellia, resveratrol, and bromelain. Inflammation is the mechanism by which most pain in the body springs forth, and it's a central component of most disease creation in the human body. Flamaway reduces inflammation and often pain, and contributes to better heart and blood vessel health and immune system function. Also, great for many with arthritis, headaches and back pain, sore muscles, sports injuries, and any conditions involving inflammation. If you're a victim of inflammation, get your supply of phlegm away today by calling 877-484-9735 that's 877-484-9735 or go online at shophealthybody.com welcome back to dr peter devet live on tokenet.com He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeBette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeBette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeBette Live again. And, and we're talking about heart attack are you at risk new revolutionary tests and uh so susan that's why we're going to delve into next is is those little tests that we can now do uh in a facility like ours here at qhi wellness and tyler where we can actually tell you almost to the t you know if you're at risk of a heart attack when it might happen even so we can uh, give you a timing on it so if if it's uh, soon you can get down and dirty and and start working aggressively to reverse and contain those those risk factors so um and and so it's going far beyond just cholesterol l d l h d l and triglycerides you know we've talked about those those four you know h um, d l being the so called protective cholesterol uh you know triglycerides uh, <clears throat> being formed by the liver by the way, Susan, you know just one last thing on cholesterol most people don't know that most of the cholesterol in our body is actually made by the body. Made by the liver. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, 85% of your cholesterol comes from, from your liver and only 15% from your diet. So if you go on a no-cholesterol diet, if you absolutely eat clean and pristine, you know, you're only going to affect that 15% slightly. Uh, well, even if you take the whole 15% away, 
your liver will make more cholesterol if, if it needs it for, for whatever ever reason. So you just can't get away from it. <laughs> I don't think people know that, uh, most people don't know, nobody I know that I tell knows that cholesterol is a, a building block. And, of course, it is a series of where your body adds on, adds on, depending on what it needs. But it's the basic building block of vitamin D, bile, which uh, is made by the liver and stored in the gallbladder to digest fats, all of your sex hormones, which is uh, estrogen, testosterone, DHEA, pregnenolone, uh, all of your estrogens, um, your uh, cortisol, which is for inflammation, and aldosterone, which controls uh, sodium and water reabsorption. It's the part of, uh, makes up part of every cell membrane, and uh, it's a large part of the brain and the covering of the nerves for insulation. So it's essential to life. <laughs> And so that was a good summary, you know, of, of how important uh, cholesterol is to your health and, and to your life. So do not let physicians drive your cholesterol into the ground and your LDL into the ground. Because, uh, and we, we mentioned this earlier, but your risk of cancer also goes up, you know, <clears throat> risk of dementia and, and, and so forth. So, Susan? I know uh, just a little story on, on that. A young man in medicine, he thought he was doing, you know, everything he could. He got his total cholesterol down to 170, and he was only 30 years old, 29 or 30. Now, he was a nurse practitioner, and uh, he was just fanatical about not eating anything that could have any trace of cholesterol in it. And uh, he got to where he didn't want sex anymore. And he went to the doctor and he said, there's something wrong with me. And they checked his cholesterol level, and the doctor said, your testosterone is too low because your cholesterol is too low. How about that? You know, and that speaks to men. You know, when they when they when, yeah. when they uh, you know when when the, when the canary dies, you know they they know that something is uh, up metaphorically. They'll tough it out till that happens. <laughs> exactly. Don't mess with a man's uh, sexual functions. You know, <laughs> you're going to really piss him off. So, <clears throat> but you know, the sad thing is, most men have no clue that that's why they're impotent. They have no clue that, you know. You know, the wheels fell off, and it's because it didn't happen the first day or the second day or the tenth day or the first, you know, first year. Oftentimes, it takes years for that kind of thing to manifest, just like congestive heart failure. Nobody puts two and two together that they started the statin drug this year, you know, five years ago, and this year they have congestive heart failure. You know, never never make that connection. But if you look at the the statistical connection between the correlation between the number of statin drugs prescribed and congestive heart failure, you see almost a perfect um, mirror image, except there's a five-year lag mm-hmm. on it. Well, I've heard patients say that because I used to work in the cardiac heart cath lab, and they would tell me, they'd say, honey, you know, it seems like once it starts, I just got sicker and sicker and sicker, and every time I come in, there's a different medicine, and now, you know, they have arrhythmias, they have congestive heart failure, they have pacemakers, and, and you know, they're right, they're getting sicker. Yeah, and, and again, we're not saying don't take statin drugs, but we're saying educate yourself into alternatives to get the real uh, risk factors under control, and that's inflammation. That's what we're going to talk about next. What do you look for in the bloodstream to see if somebody has inflammation, and are there more specific markers now that give us a clear-cut window on even timing of the potential for a heart attack? So... Um, so what's the marker that we look at for uh, inflammation? 
what we've previously looked at was C-reactive protein, but that's non-specific. You can have inflammation anywhere in the body, even like an inflamed tooth or a cold or an ingrown toenail or you know anything mm-hmm. will make it make that elevated. So it said, yeah, there's a problem, but it, we had no idea where it was. So and and, and there's a specific CRP called HS high high specificity high specificity C-reactive protein that's a little bit more specific for cardiovascular system. So uh, if that goes high, then we know that's correlated with a much greater likelihood of cardiovascular disease or heart attack. And, but what, what is important about inflammation is inflammation triggers a second response, and that's a clot activation uh, response. So, so we know that if you're, you know, we actually do a blood test for what's called fibrinogen, and fibrinogen, you know, if that level goes up, then it means that you are making little clots already, or you already uh, have, a, have a much greater tendency to make clots. And if you have both of them, both HSCRP and fibrinogen up, then it puts you at a, it multiplies the risk many, <clears throat> many fold. But now there's some new risk factors that have come our way that we can now test for, and I want you to go through, you know, that list. <laughs> I know some of them by heart. I'll have to use the cheat sheet here. Uh, there's a, an enzyme called uh, myeloperoxidase, which is formed uh, because of invading pathogens. The uh, plaque test, um, you have already mentioned the high-sensitivity C-reactive protein. Urinary uh, microalbumin creatinine ratio, uh, the uh, F2 isoprostanes creatinine ratio, um, those are some of the, the newer things. Yeah, and the and, APOs and, and AP1s, and I'm, I'll have to let you, you talk about those because those aren't familiar to me. Yeah, and, and also uh, albumin in the urine. So if you're leaking uh, protein th- through your kidneys, a simple urine test uh, for microalbumin can also tell us a whole lot now you know, about you know, exactly what, uh, you know, that there's inflammation in the cardiovascular system because we can see that through the kidneys. Is that a different is that a different test because I know if if you know a woman during certain periods of her cycle she'll make a, a lot of mucus and if you just do a, a dipstick for protein in a urine and you happen to hit a strand of mucus you're going to show positive for protein is that a is that a different type of test the, my, the microalbumin well it's it's just uh, uh, microalbumin signifies that you're looking for smaller amounts of of albumin so it's a more sensitive test than just the regular UA mm-hmm. uh or urine analysis that just looks at protein so usually when we yeah, do that'll a dipstick show it positive even with hemolyzed blood it'll show positive sometimes right and 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 really just you know it, it just gives us like trace 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus right. but it's trace that we're really interested in so we want to know is it you know is it tiny, tiny bit of trace is it large amounts of trace and and the the normal urinary analysis is not accurate enough to even so, show small, small amounts of protein. So we know, for instance, in diabetics that, that oftentimes the very first signs of cardiovascular problems or kidney problems or both is leakage of albumin through the kidneys. And that's, that's, that's why we do microalbumin tests in, uh, in diabetes. Now, kidneys do not waste protein uh, unless there's a problem. Right, because the kidneys actually, well, a little bit of protein will come out through what we call the, the glomeruli, and then it's reabsorbed in the tubules, 
But if there's too much protein coming off or there's a problem with your reabsorption mechanism, then, then you'll see protein uh, or albumin in the urine. So, but Susan, when we, when we talk about stratification, so we, what we're now able to do is we can do a blood test with all these risk factors and we can tell from the results whether somebody has a tiny risk, a medium risk, no risk, large risk, overwhelming risk. So, you know, so we'll go through them or, and we can even tell when somebody of course has had a heart attack or is in the process of a heart attack. So the first risk factor that gives us a, a tiny indication would be, uh, for instance, like a lipoprotein A and an apoprotein B. That's a, <clears throat> the lipoprotein A uh, represents very small particulate uh, cholesterol that actually you know, can stick to, to the walls. But it doesn't tell you if there's any damage yet. It just tells you, yep, you've got the potential uh, for damage. <clears throat> and, um, and so if, if you have a high lipoprotein A, uh, we, as we go through this too, we're going to talk about treatments very quickly. Lipoprotein A, sm small sticky um, uh, cholesterol, what do you do about it? Exercise and niacin. About the t only two things that we know that really impacts on that. You know, diet, if you do um, a squeaky clean, modified, fast type diet, you know, you're going to alkalinize and you're going to also see improvements in that number. So there are other things that we know that have impacts, but they haven't been studied yet, you know, in, in uh, significant detail, but we know from practical experience in our office that when people are aggressive in pursuing juicing program, you know, if they're juicing, if they're <coughs> alkalinizing, then uh, we'll see improvements. Now, another, we talked about the C-reactive protein, but uh, HSCRP, you know, and the microalbumin, that's already showing that there's significant plaque formation. But right before that, when you start seeing oxidization, or oxidation, we, we talk about the, the, the F2 iso prostate test, that test is actually giving us a very early indication that, that things are going the wrong way. And then, <clears throat> so, uh, then the, the MPO um, and the lipoprotein PLA2, those two tests, we're going to talk about right after the break, but those two tests are my favorites on this because that really tells us that something is up. And if we don't deal with that inflammation right away, if we don't get that patient under treatment <clears throat> aggressively uh, and start you know, reversing, uh, then we're going to have trouble. So again, uh, you can go to, you can go to our website at shopqhi.com, shopqhi.com. You'll see the package specials section on our website, uh, especially package specials on coronary artery disease and package specials on uh, congestive heart failure and high cholesterol or hyperlipidemia. And we'll be right back after this break. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. There's nothing that says you should settle for anything less than strong, healthy joints. DeVet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula contains powerful nutrients like glucosamine, which is scientifically proven to help joints heal. 
a powerhouse of additional herbs and nutrients, including MSN, buswellia, ginger root, horsetail extract, and hyaluronic acid that makes this a phenomenal combination in helping support joint health. Help your body rebuild cartilage, reduce joint swelling, stiffness, inflammation, and pain today with the Vet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula. Get your supply of comprehensive joint formula today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735 or go online to shophealthybody.com. Are you frustrated with the health of your digestive tract? Tired of heartburn and reflux symptoms? Sluggish or missing gallbladder? gas, bloating, or irritable bowel syndromes? If you feel your ability to digest food is not quite up to snuff, then try out DeVette Wellness Digestive Optimizer Formula. Digestive Optimizer Formula is packed full of digestive enzymes, ox bile, and acid precursors to help you digest carbs, fat, and protein. If your stomach feels too acidic for step one, then do step two first. Step two is a product called Glutagenics, which contains aloe, licorice root, and L-glutamine. Take charge of your digestive health today. Call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. We're talking about a heart attack. Are you at risk? <clears throat> New revolutionary test. And we're talking about those tests right now. So we can actually stratify somebody's risk, figure out if there's slight risk, you know, is it a building risk, is it going up? And we can even tell if they within months or within less than two years of a major uh, incident, if they don't get things turned around. And that's exactly what the last two markers tell us, which is the the MPO, the myelo, myeloperoxidase or myeloperoxidase, um, which uh, shows injury patterns uh, in in the in the in the blood vessel, it actually shows us, you know, a disruption of the plaque. So the plaque literally, you know, it's almost like a rupture of uh, cholesterol and <clears throat> breakdown products that uh, that happen into the blood vessel, and and there's a clotting activation cascade that happens, and it leads to a very very high risk of a heart attack. The same with lipoprotein PLA2. Uh, <clears throat> the PLA2 uh, specifically tells us uh, very accurately, uh, too, if somebody's at high risk for uh, a heart attack at that point or not. You know, and, and so we look at uh, you know, low risk, medium risk, and high risk based on those numbers. And if, if somebody's at high risk on a PLA-2 test, the LP-PLA-2 test or plaque test, in, uh, in other words, then we know that they better start working like crazy. And we're going to talk about you know, some of the treatment protocols um, that we use you know, to reduce risk. Again, we don't see, say we treat heart disease because cardi- car- cardiologists are the ones that <clears throat> do that. But we uh, help people with their risk factors. We help people to reverse uh, risk factors. And uh, we help people to improve their general sense of well-being. 
uh, by doing the right things. And if they are on medications, we help them to get on the nutrients that they need uh, <clears throat> to protect the system, you know, from uh, from undue uh, stress. So, Susan, let's let's talk uh, treatment protocols <clears throat> real quickly. If somebody is in imminent danger of a heart attack, what do we do? Um, <clears throat> you would uh, give them uh, niacin. Uh, make sure that their uh, clotting um, tests are normal. Uh, start them on a heavy uh, antioxidant program. Um, make sure that their blood pressure is not too high. Um, yeah, those those are um, critical ones. And then there's modalities that we can use to to deal with specific factors that are contributing to that increased risk. Susan, one of the things that that uh, we mentioned earlier was iron, you know, excess iron. So there's a test that we could do called the ferritin and the serum iron. And if the ferritin level, which is, a, you know, an indirect indicator of storage, cholesterol storage, if the ferritin level is too high or if <clears throat> there, there's um, excessive uh, serum iron, then we know that that person is literally in rust mode. They're much more likely to mm -hmm. have severe oxidation stress in the blood vessels. And the quickest way to reverse that stress is to get that iron out of the system. And how do we do that? Donate blood. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. So you go and you donate blood. And, um, or chelate. Or you chelate. So, so chelation therapy, you know, I'm one of those unfortunate ones that can't donate blood because I'm, you know, my blood vessels are too small. You know, they just... Uh, you know, it's hard for them to to stick me for you know with those giant needles, uh, you know to to get uh, to get enough blood out. Although you'll probably be able I to find. Do it. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm scaredy pants, <laughs> you know, because I've been through so many sticks uh, over the years. But uh, anyhow, it's 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 very very important to get that excess iron out, and EDTA chelation therapy is a is a wonderful way uh, to also reduce that. And you know, if you have excess of copper build up in the system. That also increases your risk of cardiovascular uh, symptoms. If you have excess heavy metals like mercury, lead, lead specifically, you know, that's how chelation was discovered. Chelation, intravenous chelation therapy was discovered in um, the, uh, the lead industry. It was actually the, the manufacturers that made bullets and uh, ammunition, you know, bombs, and, uh, you know, the, which had lead tips and stuff. And uh, they got exposed to excessive amounts of lead. And they were dying like flies of heart disease, you know, from coronary artery disease, premature coronary artery disease. And they, you know, they all, a lot of them had angina. And, and so they went about discovering something that they could get, give these people to, to get that lead out of the system. And EDTA was, was uh, one of the very first chelators that w was discovered. Uh, you know, it, and EDTA chelation therapy became popularized soon after for, for the treatment of cardiovascular disease like coronary artery disease because it not only did it help those people with lead to lead out, but it also reversed their heart disease. Well, that um, lead, aluminum, and mercury can interfere with so many enzyme functions that are part of the methylation, B12, folic acid, homocysteine, and the detox pathway. Yeah. And by the way, that's a risk factor we haven't mentioned is homocysteine. You know, homocysteine is another inflammatory marker that tells us that there's inflammation. And oftentimes because of heavy metal contamination that is messing up those methylation pathways, 
<clears throat> that you know causes homocysteine to to build up, and so you know it it tells us that there's a problem brewing there too. And by the way, um, the regimen for high homocysteine there's four vitamins or four nutrients that are absolutely critical to get that number down, and often will do it within you know two or three weeks if you do it aggressively. And <clears throat> those four nutrients: B12, B6, folic acid. And trimethylglycine. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> methyl donor, methyl donor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or dimethylglycine, but, but trimethyl seems to be <clears throat> more effective for more people with, with homocysteine problems. So, <clears throat> so um, those four nutrients, if they're given in substantial amounts, and, um, and, and by the way, the B vitamins, B6, B12, and folic acid are safe, even in, in large doses especially if you use hydroxy or methylcobalamin on the B12. <clears throat> you know, if you use cyanocobalamin, if you take a bucket load of that, you can probably get some cyanotoxicity, <laughs> but uh, especially if you get it injected. But you don't get that with, uh, with the other two forms that I mentioned. So, um, <clears throat> so Susan, so uh, chelation therapy can be done in different ways. quickest is intravenous chelation therapy done with EDTA, but there's other chelators too that can be used. And one of them is called DMPS. Uh, and then there's DMSA, which is, uh, can be done orally. You know, and EDTA can be taken orally, but you have to take it in a form that is coated with a, a, um, a fat-soluble substance like phosphatidylcholine. So, so, um, so we have an EDTA available uh, called lipophos that gets absorbed readily through the in, uh, stomach and intestinal tract, and you get very good levels, almost comparable to uh, IV chelation therapy. You also get rectal uh, uh, EDTA, but why, why, why have to stuff something up? You know what? <clears throat> if you can just take it by mouth in a liquid form, you know that's just as well absorbed. <laughs> yeah, maybe money, money pays for all the things. You can charge more for the suppositories than you can. You know, for for the liquid. <laughs> so, like the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Susan, let me also um, you know ask you. So when we talk about vitamins and minerals and nutrients, let's quickly go through through the list of what's important. I'm going to just refer to to my website uh, again, shopqhi.com, the coronary artery disease uh, support package, and on that, you know, is a is a few critical things, and it includes the, uh, something called circulatory formula. And circulatory formula has a lot of herbs and nutrients that are critical for circulation. And you know, and if you have any kind of circulatory disease, like hypertension, uh, coronary artery disease, congestive heart failure, uh, that is good. So it has uh, a little bit of CoQ10. It is, you know, alpha lipoic acid in it is L-carnitine. Uh, the B vitamins and uh, garlic for cholesterol uh, in it as well. So um, that is very helpful. Then you have magnesium. You want to take plenty of magnesium when you have or are at risk for cardiovascular disease of any kind. So uh, magnesium is also critical in arrhythmias. You know, so if there's a rhythm problem that you have, the uh, the omega three fatty acids. You know, you want a good strong source of omega-3s, especially the DHA and EPA. Uh, you want to take both of those uh, for cardiovascular system. And uh, we have the omega-1000 uh, that uh, we 
we uh, get manufactured for uh, David Wellness. Uh, that is very good. It's, it's high quality. It's filtered um, a fish oil. It does not have heavy metal contamination. And then immune complex for that inflammation that we talked about, getting that immune system going against the viruses, bacteria, and so forth. And then heart gems. Heart gems has the four nutrients we talked about just now for homocysteine. You know, the B12, B6 folic acid, and trimethylglycine. I think we probably should add niacin to that package. Yeah, and you know, when we do package specials, it's not meant to... Oh, niacin is, is part of the circulatory formula. It is. Uh, but you can actually increase your, your uh, amount there. Uh, it's not listed there on, on the page, but, but it's part of it. Um, and by the way, cayenne extract, hawthorn berries, also in the circulatory formula. And then, you know, I would also say as an add-on, you definitely want to do uh, coenzyme Q10, uh, you know, the active form called ubiquinol, and we have the super QAnol <coughs> available. And that's uh, the congestion. The congestive heart failure package has that in too. There's a lot of information in my book, Heal Thyself, just in general about steps you can take to reverse virtually any illness. And number one thing with cardiovascular disease too is, is figure out what your conflict program is. We we talk every time we do the show about recall healing elements, you know, what is the uh, the conflict program that's running. And we didn't have time to discuss that today, but but uh, be sure you know, to conquer your disease-causing conflicts as well. Diet, very, very critical. Following a Mediterranean diet, following, following modified fast, that's all in my book, the you know, Heal Thyself, the Modified Fast, and the Green Life Diet, Phase 1. So lots of fluids. Uh, the book can be found in the specials at shopqhi.com. Shopqhi.com. You, you can contact us at 903-939-2069, 903-939-2069 at QHI Wellness here in Tyler, Texas where we also practice the very best of natural medicine. We will be back with you next week, Friday. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter DeVette Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 